airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Addison's. On American Family Radio, we appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll try to get your comments on a few of the stories we talk about today. Um, hopefully you'll want to chime in. We want to talk winning and losing today. Winning and losing. Mm. Um, several stories that um, I'd like to bring up for discussion mm-hmm. uh, with Will the Great and just kind of get his take on it. And some of them, you can't always just cleanly or neatly uh, categorize stories in, you know, like terms of winning and losing. But some of them you can. Some of them you can. Yeah. Some of them you can say, I'm winning or they're <laughs> winning or we're winning. And then others of them, you can say that's a big loss. That's a big L right there. And uh, so hopefully time will allow us to do that. Um, I know, you know, well, I, I was thinking about the conversation that you and I were having earlier mm-hmm. and the discussion about um, slowly being conditioned to hand over our rights. And I, I, I want you to know that I'm really truly mulling over that and thinking about that. But one of the things I try to do, and mm-hmm. I know you try to do as well, is not go into a conversation where just as the norm, and, and I don't think that we do this normally, but mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't want it to be, um, I don't want it to be a part of our practice that, you know, if I, if I haven't arrived at a conclusion that I'm just talking around in circles, well, it could yeah. be this, or it could be that. I don't like to do that. You know what I mean? I like to, I think, um, when people ask us questions, they're looking for, you know, a firmly established conclusion, I guess in many cases, you know what I mean? I, I think, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I, I don't think that it should be something that we haven't, I would say prayed, prayed about and even saw yeah. the Lord about, you know, how to navigate this stuff. Cause there's some really um, tough questions, you know, out there, but I think we need to be sure of, where we stand on it, I guess, and mm-hmm. and and have a uh, and be convinced about you know our conclusion, no matter no matter what it is, but based upon hearing from God, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll just say because just to let our listeners in, so it doesn't sound um, doesn't sound too terribly vague. But you and I were discussing earlier masks and things mm-hmm. like that, and you know, do should we be wearing those masks? Like, is is it right for us to be required? And I know we got to a listener who called in and asked us if we were aware of what was happening in her city and in her state. And of course there's no way for us to know with pinpoint accuracy, what's always happening all the time in every city across America. Like we can't know. Um, But there are things happening in cities all across America. And, um, and I think people who live in those cities should be up to date on what's happening in those cities. But the question specifically was about masks and and things like that. And so um, I just, I don't feel like I have I don't have the conviction that I need to come out and take a strong position in one one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. I don't. And I would be doing that just because I would be picking a side um, just just because I feel pressured to pick a side. I I don't want to do that, you know, and I don't feel that way. I I would say this. I don't 
when I um, and I know that there are people who would who would argue this, but when I get in my car and buckle my seatbelt or when I put our little ones in car seats, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like, oh, this mandate, you know, right, right, um, right. this is I can't believe this is just the man telling me what to do, telling mm-hmm. me what he thinks is safe. Um, there was a time that, you know, as a kid, I rode in the back of like flatbed pickup trucks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Too. Like you just did that, like going to the grocery store. It wasn't even an outing for fun. It was like just everybody load in. I remember not um, being buckled in in the car. I remember always because I, I like to stare out of the back of the, the window, turn around on my knees and look out the back of the car. Like I just like to do that. I remember doing that. Um I remember people, you know, driving with their kids on their laps and, and nobody looked at them like they didn't love their kids. Today, if you see somebody doing that, you think they don't care about their kids because we have come to believe that it's safer for us to put our kids in um, additional restraints, that it's mm-hmm. safer for us to not just be zipping down the interstate <laughs> in the back of a truck. <laughs> like, you know, we just, yeah. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's based on, I would say, and this is where I think it gets a little bit sticky. I think it's based on um, factual information that people can check. Mm. And I think it comes out of a time where we trusted the information that was given to us. Yeah, that's true. There is great skepticism well, today surrounding, quote unquote, information. And yeah, so yeah, that makes it the, difficult to know. Go no, ahead. I'm just going to say that's a good point. And I, and I know people have raised that and saying that, man, we were told one thing in the beginning of this, like, you know, True. Oh, you don't need, you know, we don't need. Yes. And now all of a sudden it's like, everybody, where, you know. So I think people are like, well, what is true? And then when you have Dr. Uh, Fauci saying, mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, that he basically didn't didn't say that masks were, need, were needed because they needed to afford the medical, uh-huh. um, you know, people. But mm-hmm. now he's saying it just seems didn't like. Didn't want to deplete the PPE. Yeah. Like, so it's, wanna, it seems yeah. that. It, you know, people, you know, it seems like at one point he was lying either then or now. Well, either way, either way. And I hate to sound all Ray Comfort here, but either way, if you tell a lie, what does that make you? So <laughs> so if you told it then yeah. or if you're telling it now, which we already know that it was told then we right. already know that what was it doesn't matter. And see, this is why we have to care as Christians. This is why we have to care about to a certain extent. I'm not saying we have to drive ourselves nuts. Right. But we have to care about semantics and we have to care about the way people th- say things, because there are times that people will try to sanitize what they're doing yeah. so that it doesn't sound as egregious. Right. Yeah. So if yeah. I say, well, what we said was in an attempt not to rob our frontline workers of their PPE. We we so so you can say what we said was this because of this. Yeah. But what we know that to be is a lie. And right. so that makes you a liar. So there is reason for people to question why all of a sudden this has changed. There is reason right. for people to That's be reasonable. skeptical. Do yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I just um I don't know. And I, I watched somebody sent me a video uh-huh. and asked that we would check it out. And and so I watched it. It was Todd Frill. Todd Frill's got this uh, response to, you know, wearing the mask as a submission to government okay. that we have elected these officials. And he puts this in the category of almost like a, a Romans chapter 13 type thing. Gotcha. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I see that exactly the way that he sees it. Mm-hmm. But again, this is one of those things where as a Christian, I am not afraid to pray and search the scriptures and say, do we have those exact same parallels? This is not like you are not um, 
you are not resisting law enforcement. You're not resisting authority to a certain extent because at the same time, you are the authority, right? Mm-hmm. The, the power that our representatives right. have, those who are in right. office, is derived from the consent of, of the, the governed. governed. Yes, that's and true. so if I have not consented, then I'm not, you know, you don't have that power. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way our country is designed. So it's not a clean clear cut at least in this instance and and, and I want to be right. very careful because right. I don't think we ought to get off into right. um having a sliding scale of how we submit to authority and all because keep in mind these things are written that we might glorify God in whatever culture we exist in yeah so however we we live we're supposed to glorify God and so that's my question that's my hmm. that's my genuine prayer I will tell you this though mm-hmm. um I have found myself you know trying to watch for the places where I don't feel like there is this, you know, somebody's going to pounce on me mm-hmm. for having a mask on and, or not having a mask on or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I, I, I do feel like there's, there's a, there's a fear factor that is being pushed mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. It's like if, you know, you're being given your fear. So yeah. um, anyway, just and, to double back to that, I know, go ahead. And I was going to say, it, it, it does not help when you have so many different, um, if you listen to them, so many different opinions, because there are like there's, you know, one set of doctors saying this. And then there's other doctors who pretty much are being like banned from Facebook and, and YouTube. That are saying, yeah, but their voices are increasing. Mm. There are more and more doctors who are saying the stuff that is ban worthy. Yeah. From Facebook, you know, it started out. It was just sort of like a sprinkling here or there. Mm-hmm. Doctors saying this. But um, based on what I'm seeing from you, even the stuff that you're sharing with me, mm-hmm. there are more doctors who are saying similar things in different parts of the country. So that would leave people, you know, just kind of thinking, like, what is real? Like what? You know, because yeah. we know that this virus is real. We know people yeah. are being affected. People are dying. Right. You know, right. uh, but we know that a lot of people are recovering as well. And that's not really highlighted a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and we know that a lot of people are contracting it, you know, but they're not getting to a severe point. So it's just, it's, it's a lot of confusion. And, you know, I I just wonder, my, my only concern would be, you know, and my concern at all, my question at all is not, is is this real? My, Mm -hmm. my question is, is there a part where we come to a conclusion where, okay, that's enough. I'm not doing this. Or, you know, is it more of. I don't know. We're, I'm just trying to figure that out. You know, is there mm-hmm. a line, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. even as a Christian, you know, first and foremost, that we should say, OK, that's enough. Or do we just go, you know, like you were saying, what Ty Frill was saying, Romans uh, 13, is mm-hmm. that a, a, a perpetual submission that should take place for the Christian in, in, in these things? If it, it, unless they're calling us to sin. You know, mm-hmm. we know that for sure that that's I think I, I really do. I'll, I'll tell you, this is where I am at this moment. And again, I am not um, I'm not nervous at all to submit this to greater prayer mm-hmm. and study of the word. But here is where I am at this moment. I really think that this comes down if you remove the political discussion from it, mm-hmm. if you remove the political discussion from it, like just for a second, say, we talk about this like just Christians, just mm-hmm. what what is it that best glorifies God in our nation? And and some of that may bleed over into understanding where the politics wants to go. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying just, you know, be blind here, but I'm, I'm saying if you remove the political discussion from it, 
then I think it becomes a question of conscience as far as Mm. where is the line for the Christian. And Mm -hmm. that's always been the question for the Christian. Mm -hmm. Where is the line for us? What are the things that wherever we live, whenever we have lived, Mm -hmm. what are the things that we're just not going to do because they violate our conscience? Mm -hmm. In other words, to to say this simply and to give it the heavy spiritual overtones that it needs, Mm -hmm. what are the things that put us in opposition to God? Because the line is a Christian. Those are the things that we can't do. The line as a Christian is different for the line of an American. Yes. And that's that's hard. Like, okay, so now now we're really hitting the nail. Right. Mm -hmm. That's difficult because of the way our country was founded. And and you said this many years ago. And man, the profundity of this statement that the gospel has grown up, if you will, alongside the United States of America, so much so that they, too, have become enmeshed. So now people don't know how to distinguish uh, what is the gospel? What is Christianity mm-hmm. from what is Americanism? Right. And so mm-hmm. we don't know the difference. And so there is this this move where we want to make sure we maintain our distinction as a Christian. But also we understand that being a Christian means that we operate faithfully in the culture mm-hmm. and in the form of government that we exist in faithfully to the Lord, mm-hmm. not faithfully to that government void of God. And mm-hmm. there's, there is a difference there. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you have this conversation about do we wear a mask or don't we wear a mask, there is a question of conviction that can be answered independently of the political implications. Mm-hmm. Are we being asked to do something that goes against our Christian conviction? Now, no. listen, if so, OK, uh, and, and there may be some for others me. Me. who would say yes. And yeah. then I would say, well, you must do. The thing that when you stand before the Lord, you understand you, your conscience is clear. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me to wear a mask, it is it is very uncomfortable here, you know, in the last few weeks of of being pregnant. okay, um, I don't like putting on a mask. Mm -hmm. I I feel constantly I have to tug, pull it open (laughs) to get a good breath. I try to limit the time that I'm doing that. I've I've read the information about what I'm breathing in. (laughs) We're not intended to do that. And so I but I will tell you, it is not something that I say, Okay, well, I'm out. I'm willing to be arrested for that. Mm -hmm. I not that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to have a conversation about vaccines, where we're going to inject unknown substances into our bodies? Yeah. But is that what's next? Put it, put, put it on. It might be, but I would condi- say t- take me down. All put right. me in the wagon. All right, we got to go. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. I know that you've heard this before And you really wish the church could say more God don't seem as close as you want to Please remember however he can No Back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Jonathan McReynolds with One Prayer Away. Man, you know, these are just some of the things that we have to wrestle with being faithful Christians. I know I didn't say that we would necessarily go in this direction, but I just kind of feel, you know, just one of those things I, I've been thinking about. It. You and I have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but l- let me just let me just also say this. 
um, if we make our high aim the glory of God, then there are some things that we will wrestle with in culture. Mm -hmm. There are some things, right? And this is not unique to us. I think of... um, I think of Paul writing to the Romans in um, chapter 14, where there is the question of conscience. You know, what days do you esteem? What days don't you esteem? Or, you know, thinking that you are better than a person because you see things this way. And 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 also, also 1 Corinthians um, chapter 8, uh, the food sacrifice to idols. This was a, a huge question, right? And so Paul addresses this in, in sort of different ways in uh, Romans and then also in, in, in 1 Corinthians. And so I think that there this I actually see this question as more falling into this category than I do see it falling into a Romans 13 category because of the type of government that we have. Hmm. Um, If we had a different type of government, I would say that this could cleanly be in Romans 13, just submit to authority. Mm -hmm. But the authority that people have in this country comes from the governed. So if if we don't if we don't consent to that then i say that's an overstep right so now we have these i mean we have these decrees mm-hmm. <laughs> we have edicts. these these edicts yeah. these mandates and so then so then what what do you do well i think we work within the the form of government that we have um to maintain you know our freedoms and our liberties and at the same time if i'm required to put on a mask to go into a store mm-hmm. Um, for me, for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. That does not violate my conscience. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not mad at my brother or sister who feels like, no, I'm not putting on your mask, who sees this as a sort of, you know, as a as a type of control. I'm not upset about that. Now, I do think it gets into a totally different realm, so to speak, when you start talking about um, issuing fines. Um, attached with, you know, not or attached to not wearing a mask. Yeah. And then at the same time, I know of a certain grandmother who received a certain hefty fine because unbeknownst to her, one of the traveling Addison littles had unbuckled himself from his car seat and Mm. she didn't know. (laughs) And so was pulled over. And, you know, even though she didn't know, um, it was she got a ticket you know what i mean and yeah. said kid you know gets to relive that as he gets older but you know it's it's one of those things where we know that if if there's a you know there's a law in place and i hesitate to call it a law because i don't think that what we're seeing as far as masks go i don't think that it has traveled through the same process that laws we respect travel through right <laughs> Yeah. I mean, is that is that no, fair to say? I don't hasn't. know if that's fair to say. I don't think so. It hasn't. It, and I think that may be one of the reasons for the pushback or concern. It feel you know, could it could feel like just kind of throwing these different things. And and again, and from the beginning it hadn't been clear if you know, we should or if we shouldn't. And now mm-hmm. it's like a, you know, at first it was the surgeon general and everybody saying yes. that no, you don't. And then now it's, it's totally different. So I think people right. are seeing that. And, you know, the, the suspicion is like, hold on, wait. And, and it's all it's all growing at the same time. Right. It's You know, I mean, because how many weeks of press conferences did we have <laughs> where all of these people are standing up on stage without the masks? And now all of a sudden they're they're wearing the masks. And, right. and I, I actually kind of I feel like the press corps 
um, drove that. I really do. Mm. I feel like them showing up um, and wearing masks, I feel like sent a message. And and this is the thing. And look, I'm going to tell you, I try not to. Well, two things I'll say. I try not to get caught up in, well, you know, I just think this is what they're doing, so that must be what it is. I try not to I try not to do that, right? I, I really That's how they sound. I, Well, I mean when you talk like that. When it's that I've got a voice for every situation. But when it's that, it's that voice. You know. Um I try I try not to get caught up in that. Yeah. Um at the same time, I'm gonna tell you something. I am not going to take a position in culture just because it is the position of my political persuasion. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, well, this is what I think, because this is what we all tend to say on this issue. Mm -hmm. What I am looking for is I am looking for a Bible underpinning to my position. Like what I think on an issue and what I feel on an issue must be shaped by the word of God Mm -hmm. always, you know? So, so I think the legitimate question, if you, if you really want to have this discussion as a Christian, I think the legitimate question is, okay, are we violating the law? Are we breaking any laws that jeopardize our testimony? That's, that's, a, that's a legitimate yeah. Christian conversation. Amen. And I think another conversation that is a legitimate Christian conversation is, does this violate my conscience, right? Mm-hmm. Like do putting on this mask, am I operating in such a way that I feel like this is causing me to sin against God? Mm-hmm. But there's another discussion that's inherent in the conversation when you talk about violating conscience. It is also, am I doing something that causes my brother or sister to stumble? Mm. Right. Because remember, Paul's conversation about the food sacrifice to idols wasn't just about the consumer. It wasn't just about the person who was eating the meat and the markets Mm -hmm. that were sacrificed to idols. The question that Paul had was, wait a minute, if your brother or sister see you eating this food mm-hmm. sacrificed to idols mm-hmm. are they made to stumble because they mistakenly see that as a type of worship or submission to those idols yeah. and and paul had to lay this out very clearly he's like we know that there are no gods right except our god They're, in other words these gods have no power yeah. however the people who have sacrificed these animals operate as if these gods do have power and and for the sake of argument we know that there is a power under which these idols exist. Okay. Mm -hmm. That they're not, that's a different, I'm sorry. I I care so much about clarity when it comes to the word of God that I probably will spend 20 minutes making sure that people understand, you know, exactly what is, what is written. So without doing that, I won't indulge in that. I'll just say, there are several conversations that I think the Christians should have. Mm-hmm. And I don't think those conversations have to, unless you want them to, I don't think they have to touch on politics. Yeah. I don't think they have to touch on, you know, is, is this a question of, you know, where we're going in 2020? I, I, I don't, I don't think it has to be that way for the Christian. Now I think because we're talking about what should be discernment, <laughs> Um, I think that there are some things that we can see. I I personally think that there are people who have a vested interest, Mm -hmm. a political or politically vested interest, if you will, um, to keep us afraid and to keep the to keep the country from moving forward. Yeah. And I think that brings us into a political conversation. But again, 
I don't even want that to drive my engagement. Right. I want I want to be aware of that. But how I ultimately operate in any culture mm-hmm. is that I want to say, you know, <laughs> what does the Bible teach me right. about how to live in this time that I'm that I'm in? That's that's the question. And, and I hope people understand this. That's the question that has been innate to Christians in every context for the last 2000 years. How do I live in this culture? What, whether the culture is shaped by the time, whether the culture is shaped by the government. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and ultimately the culture is shaped by the people, right? But what shapes the people? <laughs> what shapes the people? All kinds of different factors. Yeah, there are all yeah. kinds of different factors that yeah. shape the way people think about things, right? And so Christians in every culture in which we have existed, mm-hmm. right, have been tasked with trying to live faithfully, live for the glory of God. That's why we saw the apologists arise. That's why we saw the scholars and the theologians, because it is a response to something that is ailing the church. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, if the question of wearing masks mm-hmm. becomes... <laughs> something that is ailing the church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, then I guess we need to raise up apologists now, who will defend or reject that. Now, I, I, I just don't know that we're there. I will say, you know, that that's one issue, the wearing mask. And, and I, and I, but I, I see a more, um, I guess, severe issue in mm-hmm. that the Christian may have to contend with coming is the the stay at home type orders where you can't mm-hmm. gather for church and stuff. Okay, that's okay. I'm sorry. Let me, me let you finish your thought. Go ahead. Yeah, that to me oh, is, is, is is in a different yeah. category. And I think totally. You know, totally. Christian has to kind of uh, look at that and say, well, wait, hold on. I, you know, because with the mask, you can put it on, go in the store, come out, take it off. You know, or you cannot just go to those stores. You could just get stuff online or whatever. That's uh-huh. you know, but that's no substitution for the gathering of the believers. No, no. And and this would we would be in good company and we'd be on good footing to reject that on its face. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like we'd be on good biblical footing to reject that on its face and we'd be in good company of the brethren who have gone before us to reject that. We are commanded to gather. Mm-hmm. We are commanded to meet together. We are taught not to give up meeting together. When we come together, we are singing we are worshiping God. <laughs> we are praying. Okay. And so these are the things now, now and keep in mind, this is and isn't a political conversation. Now it is a political conversation when you have politicians trying to tell you how to worship. But for us, it is not a political conversation in that that doesn't even enter my mind to go against the word of God. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do what the book says. Right. That's, this is, this is nothing to do with politics at all. This is Christian conviction. This is living by the authority of scripture. So now, now I put that in a different category of mm-hmm. the masks, mm-hmm. right? I would say for me, I'm gathering with the body of Christ. That's an, that's essential. Mm-hmm. I'm gathering with the body of Christ. <laughs> I am going to be praying. It's <laughs> yeah. essential. Yeah. I'm going to be praying. I am going to be singing. Come over here and try and stop me <laughs> or, or arrest me. Th- those are the things that I'm, yeah, I'm willing to go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I have biblical support that this is what God calls Christians to do. 
Yeah. Do you understand? I don't know that I can turn to a scripture. Now, this is me. And somebody may find one. And when we open the phone lines up, give me the book, chapter, and the verse. <laughs> give me the book, chapter, and a verse where you say it violates your biblical conviction to wear a mask. Now, again, if you have a political position, that is different. But you know that the scope of this show is we are looking at how we live through a biblical lens. So if my biblical conviction is not that I cannot wear a mask. Now, if you have physical conditions, like, listen, we're not our four-year-old son or our, our fourth son, child number four. Um, you know, we're not going to put a mask on him. No. Like, they're, hey, even out in wouldn't. public, I don't care. Yeah. He, he has, there are legitimate issues right. where people cannot wear a mask. Right. Okay? I cannot tell my son who has developmental delays that he has got to put this mask over his nose and mouth when we struggle to brush his teeth. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's no, so I'm not going to do that. And if that means, it, you know, if it would come to me being arrested on the street for that, because my son is not wearing a mask, then I would have to go to jail for that because right. I'm, I'm not going to traumatize him for that. When, right. you know, you, right, you understand right, what right. I'm saying? Yeah. That's different. And, and I want to make sure to include that because we've got all kinds of people listening who hear this conversation are like, well, what about in this case? What about in that case? Well, you know your case. You right. know your case. Right. You know what you can do and what you can't do. But here, this is where the boldness comes in for the believer. What it is, whatever it is that you choose not to do, you be ready for the consequences. Yeah. You be, yeah. You be ready. Like if, if, somebody, <laughs> if somebody's like, you will be arrested if you gather for worship. I'm ready for that. Yeah. Do I want to be arrested? No. Right, right. I've got a clean record. I don't want to be arrested. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's a that's just a little, that's a joke. Um, but I'm willing. Now, and, I'm willing. And, and, I'm willing to be arrested for re- refusing a vaccine. And, and Go ahead. That's what I was going to say, and I think we may be having the same conversation. I hope not in, in a while when it comes to when they pull out a vaccine, because I think the the conditioning may be such that if you don't get this, and and I think there are going to be some people that's mandated for sure, like mm-hmm. to get it, you know, uh, military school, you know, things, ch- children <laughs> going mm-hmm. to school at some point. Yep. You know, and I think this will be a conversation for the future as they're working on the vaccine now, you know, like, man, and that may be the straw for a lot of people that, you know. And I'm when look, I'm willing to, so to speak, sign that chart when I get there. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I've. That my my conscience is already there already. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I'm I'm already you're not injecting things that you're not putting that into myself or my kids. Like I'm not I'm not letting you do it. My conscience convicts me. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let it happen. And if that is, you know, I get a new fashion accessory, if I'm wearing an ankle <laughs> bracelet. Man. You understand what I'm saying? Now, look, I, I do. I do hope that some of the more learned as we talk about the law, I hope that some of the more learned among us are able to and willing to fight for us, you know. <laughs> um, but my my resistance is going to be firm. I'm not doing that, you know. And, and I think that's where Christians, we're not only interested in the people who, you know, will fight for us in their various areas of expertise, but we fight for ourselves. Um, let me say this. That's not just an American value. Mm-hmm. That is Christian courageous. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just out of a book. It's Christian courageous. <laughs> That's the Christian standing up and being willing to take whatever he or she gets. That's how we met 
the arena. Hmm. That's how we met the vats of oil. All right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. That's J. Will Music with Still Can. We'll open the phone line. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. Um, this was this was way more impromptu than what I had planned. I'm, I'm hoping that I can hold off these stories that I had for today because uh, I think they're really interesting and we can uh, talk about them tomorrow if the Lord wills. Um, but, you know, I'm... I'm I'm not altogether disappointed mm-hmm. that we didn't get to the stories that mm-hmm. we that we planned and and kind of went ahead with this conversation. Um, and I'd like to hear from our listeners. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Sherry B. will get your calls queued up and, and uh, you can talk back to us. Let us know what you're thinking about the discussion that we're currently having about masks. I want to say this. Uh, one of the things that I think, again, I'm talking to Christians. So, again, there's going to be a different expectation and a different understanding. And I would say that this is the luxury of what it is to be in the body of Christ. This is this is the benefit that we have being in the body of Christ. I don't think that Christians should look at other Christians who wear masks as those who are weak or you just get, you're having your mind played with or, or you make no sense. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we should be more gracious than that. I think we should understand that there are legitimate questions that each Christian has to ask as far as their engagement and all of that goes. Likewise, I don't think that Christians should look at Christians who don't wear masks as just openly rebellious, just yeah. like, Oh, you don't care about people. You don't love people. You don't, I think that for Christians, we have a higher plane on which to operate. Yeah, I agree. right. I agree. Chiefly, uh, that being love. Yeah. You know that we we try to understand each other. We bear with each other. I, I will tell you that within our congregation, we have people who work in um, you know different medical fields, mm-hmm. and 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 I just will tell you plainly, I have missed them. Mm-hmm. I have missed them, um, but we don't see them because they have. Uh, potential exposure. It's mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. It is real. Yeah, and so real they deal. have gone into um, prolonged self-quarantine mm-hmm. every time there was a new case to which they may have been exposed. Right. They do that because they love us. Yeah. Right. And and so, you know, when you think about that, man, there is a great benefit that we have in the body of Christ that the world cannot understand. That's right. The world can't get it. If we just follow their cues and do what they're doing, then, man, we lose a lot of what is our prerogative. This ability that we have to be connected to each other, to love each other, right? Not just tolerate each other, not just bear till we break, but to love each other and to really, truly bear with each other. Um, then that's man, it's it's blissful, and and I know that work. And some people are like, we <laughs> no down with bliss, but it is blissful. There is joy and there is peace in being members of the body of Christ. Amen. So anyway, I think to 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 sum it all up, and not to cycle back through the argument completely here, um, and then we'll go to the phone lines here. I think that the highest operation of our freedoms really should be when we talk about in the body of Christ, uh, it should be love. It should yeah. be love, yeah. right? If I'm talking to someone who is skittish 
about not having a, a mask worn, you know, then look, I'll put on my mask to to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I love you. I'm I'm talking about in the body of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about this chaos, this crazy that's going on and, you know, right. you know, trade drills and all these. I'm not talking about all these different <laughs> places where they've got their own problems. The world has its own problems and they don't want our manual. I'm talking about the problems we have where we have a manual, where we have a solution and that manual can be employed. We can use that mm-hmm. in dealing with each other. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If someone is I'm going over to someone's house or whatever and, and they're like, you know, could you put on a mask for whatever I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I love them. Mm-hmm. I love them. And I'm not going to make a judgment call about why they're asking me to do that. There may be a reason they don't feel comfortable telling me. Yeah. Right. There may be there may be something going on. And so anyway, we just have a we have a higher level of operation within the body of Christ and the world can't understand this. And I wish that we in the body of Christ would stop living substandardly. Amen. Stop living below the standard that the Lord has set for us. So that's my two and a half, three, five cents. Where do we go first, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Cheryl in uh, Arkansas. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, so glad to talk to you guys. Mickey, you are, I'm young in the faith, and you have been one of my biggest role models and inspirations, and have given me so much ammo whenever I'm defending my faith that I wouldn't have been able to find on my own just by reading. I don't have the history that you do, and you have really brightened my life, and I just want to tell you thank you for that. Glory but to God. That is such I an also, encouragement. Thank you. Um, what I, my two cents on the mask is, is I feel that when we have scientific evidence about things working or not working, when we look at reality at flu versus, mm-hmm. you know, COVID and all that sort of thing, I understand it's real, mm-hmm. but I understand that the mask is ineffective. And so mm-hmm. by ignoring those facts i feel it's disrespectful to god to ignore the discernment that he's given me Mm -hmm. to be able to decipher the lies and the deception of the evil one so if Mm -hmm. i blindly go along with what they're telling me to do knowing that it's not true and i ignore the truth then Mm -hmm. i'm empowering the devil with his deception Mm -hmm. that's a great point if i'm if i'm in an enclosed environment with somebody like if i'm going to get in a car if i'm going to somebody's house if i'm talking to somebody I asked them, would you like me to put on a mask? And I don't mm-hmm. care if they mm-hmm. say yes or no. I'm willing to do that for them. Mm-hmm. But when I go to Walmart and I can maintain that six feet of distance, or if yeah. I, go to, I don't go to Walmart now because they have the mandatory thing, well, I go to Kroger now. Mm-hmm. I keep six feet of distance. And mm-hmm. I had a confrontation yesterday. I, I saw this lady coming. She was one of the high-risk you know, age group. Mm-hmm. She had okay. a mask on. So I was waiting for her to go in before me. And mm-hmm. I had at least eight, ten feet between. She closed the distance to yell at me for not wearing a mask. Wow. Oh, man. And wow. I'm sitting here like, first of all, that mask doesn't work. Second, I was keeping my distance from you, and you just enclosed the distance. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't feel that man. God is going to protect me from the disease, but I also understand that if I get the disease, then he's going to be there with me, and I'm not going to— I'm not going to hurt my immune system by not exposing myself to everything else because I know that's how your immune system builds its strength up is by being exposed mm-hmm. to everyday stuff. That's true. That's true. So yep, you are right on it. That, <laughs> like I use a, a rational explanation, but I'm not going to offer it and I'm not going to judge other people for doing it. But whenever you invade my space to yell mm-hmm. at me for doing something that I know logically doesn't make sense, right? and I'm being respectful of you and giving that space, then... You know, I think it's become politicized, and I'm not going to avoid and disregard the discernment that God has given me. 
Oh, Cheryl, mm. thank you so much for your comments. Wow. I, I really appreciate that. I love the point that Cheryl made about, um, you know, not wanting to be complicit in deception. Yeah. And I think that is an That's excellent true. point, That's especially true. because you've got <laughs> some of these um, masked uh, packages. Mm-hmm. Now, we know the information that, that Cheryl is alluding to, that this is not going to protect you. Right. It's the, but some of the packaging actually says that it does not stop the spread yeah, of coronavirus or COVID-19. Like, I, I'm like, so why are we putting on? And, and then even to hear some of the talk, you know, where they're like, just put on whatever, mm-hmm. just put anything right. on it. Anything. It starts to sound like it starts to yeah. sound like control. And, yeah. and, and to Cheryl's point, it starts to sound like perpetuating uh, a deception. I appreciate Cheryl's comments. Thank yeah. you so much for Thank calling you, in. Well, did you want to add to that? I know. No, I and, and I appreciate in. her, you know, willingness to put on a mask or not put on, like if she was going to a friend's house, she would, like the sure. consideration for that, that. I thought that was cool. All right. Yeah, that's hilarity that, oh, I'm sorry. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go to the next caller. Go to the next caller. You I sure? Can't wait. Okay. I yeah. All right. Let's go to Annie in Mississippi. Hi, Annie. Hi. I will, Nikki. Uh, All right. I just got through writing a letter on yesterday uh, to myself and I think to God about the mask and what I'm seeing in the Christian. That is what's hurt me. And I know I got to step lightly when it comes to God's people, but I just wrote down the words. And, and what I've seen is such great fear in mm. Christians. Mm. And what has hurt my heart, and when I say that, I put it down in words. What has hurt my heart is that we get up in church and we profess, I go to the lion's den and I go Come to the fire and furnace. And we've, yes. we've had the sinners watch us and hear us say this. And now we have cowed down. And I say, mm. tuck tail and ran with mm. this mask thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is our con- and I'm talking to Christians now. I'm not talking about sinners. Mm-hmm. I, right. I can understand. They, they don't have the Lord to, to back them in what they're thinking right now. So as you just said, Mickey, it's for them. You, you know, you'll put a mask on to have some people of, uh, that are in fear. And I see the fear in their eyes. But Christians, we, you don't want to touch someone in church to pray for them because you mm. are afraid to touch them. Oof, no, mm. may it, it never be. That's, that's what yeah. it has hurt me. And I just yeah. want to mm-hmm. share that with y'all. This is what I've seen. Thank God you, bless Annie. you, Annie. I appreciate you calling in. No, look, may wow. it never be. Look, if you if you look at First <laughs> Corinthians, First um, Corinthians chapter fourteen, where the Bible lays out uh, orderly worship. Now, remember, we believe that all Scripture is breathed out by God, right? right? So God is laying out for us orderly worship. There's a lot that has to happen when we gather. Yeah. That's not up for debate. I mean, it involves speaking. It involves hymns and singing. It involves well, people are like. <laughs> Keep to your own doctrine. Anyway, there's a lot that's in First Corinthians chapter 14, 26, and uh, and so on. And so anyway, but no, I agree with Annie. Like, may it not be so that mm. we rob ourselves of the benefits and the blessings of gathering. Yeah. Um, initially, we had this conversation because people were forsaking the assembly, yeah. uh, you know, choosing not to gather. And so now it has escalated to, okay, maybe you can gather, maybe you can't, but this is what you have to do. So yeah. I'm with you on that. I appreciate your calling in, Annie. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, speaking of the assembly, I think uh, Bobby in Ohio has a, a point on that. Go ahead, Bobby. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm a conservative Christian, and I'm a retired RN. And okay. um, most people in my church congregation are back in church on Sunday, but I'm one of them that's still not with the assembling of the saints. Mm-hmm. I have asthma and I'm over 65. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know what keeps going through my mind? I know my pastor and his wife were to visit me, and uh, they said, you just need to have faith. And I do have faith in Jesus, but mm-hmm. I what goes through in my mind that I didn't mention to my pastor and his wife was, uh, you know, those people that took that Kool-Aid that with poison in it, mm. they had faith too. And we have to discern between what is blind faith versus what the Lord, you know, the Lord gave, expects us to uh, live life heartily mm-hmm. and uh, to use our full facilities, you know, our brains. And, uh, you know, I, I, I realize that we're getting mixed messages, and I am skeptical, too, but mm-hmm. they're the best we have, the, you know, people from the NIH and uh those people are telling us we should social distance mm-hmm. and wear masks. And um, my church, you know, so many people are back, so there's no way they can social distance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I asked if they were wearing masks because I was considering going back, but uh, they're not, most aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, they're leaving it up to the people. Of course, now our our uh, state has changed where it's, we're in the red now, so I don't know if that has changed. But I really am so thankful that you're talking about this. And I, I don't see anything in the Bible where it says, uh, I, at least I can't think of where it says to use our brains. But And I, I'm not saying that you're not using your brains by assembling, but mm-hmm. to me, coming from my background, it just seems, and, you know, I have sisters that are liberal and it's like, why are why is your church meeting together? Mm. And you know, I all I can say is it's because they have faith. But Bobby, um, let me let me let me jump in. I don't want to run out of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I'll be able to get to other calls, but I'd like to spend just the last couple minutes here um, addressing Bobby's concern because there's a lot that was covered here that mm-hmm. I think is important. When we are instructed to have faith. It is not a faith that is not anchored by what God has already given to us in the authoritative word that he has given to us. So I would lovingly say we have to be careful. Um, We have to be careful that we compare faith according to the word of God with a blind faith that says drink Kool-Aid and, you know, (laughs) put on Nikes like that's not the same thing. So God gives us discernment and that discernment is sharpened by the reading of God's word. Faith is not a substitute or an excuse for not having intellect. It's not an excuse for saying, well, I don't know anything about that, but I just have faith. No, the, this this is sort of, um, man, we have we have been robbed of what is supposed to be robust life. For the believer, Mm. this includes study of the word of God. This includes knowledge in various disciplines. Please Mm -hmm. understand Mm -hmm. that the word of God is not in opposition to self-evident truth. Amen. Right. So the things that are discovered in science, who first covered those things that they might be discovered or uncovered? Well, it's the Lord God. And we are in relationship with this God. So we are not rejecting science, right? 
What we are rejecting is the manipulation of information that incapacitates people. And I think that is what is happening in our culture today. So I just want to I just want to lovingly say and I'm man, this is a radio hug for Bobby um, to have faith is to not check your brain at the door of the church or even check your brain at the book that we read. Hmm. All of that gets to come because you need that. God is logical. Amen. And and you we can. Oh, I'm out of time. All right. <laughs> oh, Bobby, God bless you. I'm going to be praying for you. All right. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.